I'm your host, Riem Zin Labidin, and you are listening to Tech Tag Podcast. Today, our guest is Galina Atamankina. She's a technical trainer at TechStarter and one of the organizers of the AWS Women's User Group in Berlin. I'm very excited to talk to her. Let's meet with her and learn about her journey. Hello, Galina. I'm very happy to have you today. Welcome to TechTag. Hi, William. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's a pleasure and honor for me to participate. It's my pleasure. To start, you can introduce yourself and uh, tell us some fun facts about you. Sure, sure. Hi, everyone listening to this podcast. <laughs> my name is Galina. I'm a technical trainer. I teach people various IT skills like system administration, programming, and cloud computing skills. I actually can say that I'm a cloud enthusiast myself. And I work in the IT industry since uh, 2011, so it's almost uh, 13 years now. But actually, my career started in 2007 in a completely different branch, uh, and my first job was teaching foreign languages. I currently live in Berlin, in Germany, but I'm originally from Russia. And in my free time, I enjoy some creative hobbies like photography and playing piano. Fun facts about me. (laughs) So every time when someone asks me, where are you from? I say, I'm from Nizhny Tagil. And it's like, what? (laughs) What is that? (laughs) But the fun fact about my city is that it's right on the border between Europe and Asia. And I was born in a multinational family. So this mix of culture has always been enriching my life experiences. And I'm really grateful for that. So you can understand different backgrounds. Absolutely. Yes. And it helps me in my life a lot and in the communication with different people. That's really cool. It seems that you started something a bit not related to computers and cloud. Maybe if we start talking about your education path and then how you got there. Sure. Actually, the career in tech was not on my radar at all uh, because I was born in a small industrial city and IT was not a word there. And I think it's not a word there still. Uh, So it's not the best city for tech careers anyway. And when I was at school, I really loved learning foreign languages and studying linguistics was a natural choice for me after school. And uh, that's why my career started with different activities where I could apply my knowledge of foreign languages. And it was a mix of different roles at that time. I was teaching languages. I worked as a guide in my city for foreign visitors. I also provided translation and interpreting services so it was really a mix of different activities i was partially employed i was freelancing and combined different roles and at some point i started exploring new opportunities for myself and i moved to moscow 
which is uh, a really big city with a huge amount of different job offers and with a lot of career opportunities. And I just basically published my CV and I got a call from a software company mm-hmm. and they offered me an opportunity to work as a technical support engineer. So they were looking for people with language and communication skills and provided technical training on the job. And I thought to myself back then, why not trying? Mm-hmm. If I like working at this company in this technical role, then I will continue building my career in the IT industry. And I did like it. And I'm still here continuing my IT journey. Great. Actually, which languages were you teaching? I was teaching English and German, and this combination of English and German has moved me forward in my life. Well, generally in Russia, people rarely speak uh, foreign languages. Mm -hmm. Okay, nowadays people mainly learn English. But this uh, combination of professional conduct of uh, two foreign languages is very rare in Russia. And the software company I worked for had a lot of customers in uh, Germany, but it was also an international business. Uh, So the internal language was English, the work language was English. That's why they really wanted to have people who speak both English and German. And uh, it was difficult to find uh, someone uh, who can speak those languages on a decent Mm -hmm. level so that they could run uh, professional communication with customers. And that gave me that opportunity just to start working there and get the technical training from the company. And that was awesome. I'm super grateful for that chance. Yeah, it's nice opportunity. And how did it happen with the onboarding? My first job was a customer support engineer. Mm-hmm. And uh, my responsibility was uh, to talk with customers on the phone and uh, to chat with them uh, to solve their technical problems. So basically, they uh, bought the software, they were using it for their purposes, but sometimes uh, something went wrong. And at uh, those times, uh, the customers contacted the support. And uh, when I started working at that company, the first two months, were completely dedicated to the training Mm -hmm. and I uh, had to learn a lot of things uh, from scratch Uh, so for example I had to learn a lot about um, computer hardware how the computer hardware works it was uh, important to understand how the software works because uh, it was backup software and it worked on a very low level with hardware so basically understanding of the hardware, understanding of uh, systems administration, understanding of uh, networking, understanding of virtualization uh, that were the required skills. And the company had a training center 
So basically, there were trainers who ran that training program, who explained us different topics, but uh, there were a lot of homework tasks and uh, there was a lot of uh, work to explore things uh, yourself. So it was the first time when I learned what a virtual machine was and I started using them and I really was happy to spend this time in training and really enjoyed the different technologies I was learning. It's uh, also helpful when you are curious about technology and you are open to learn. So when you uh, were in that job, which kind of challenges did you face? Sometimes it was really difficult to grasp the technical concepts. That's why I actually continued my training on my own in um, my private capacity. Uh, so, for example, to expand my knowledge, I started going to different private technical courses in a private technical school to learn more about system administration, to learn more about uh, different operating systems that exist on the market, to learn more about uh, programming and databases and uh, different related things. So I spent a lot of time educating myself in addition to what I was learning at work. And that was uh, one way to solve the challenges. Uh, so basically to overcome this barrier that I didn't understand some technical topics. Okay, I don't know what they are talking about. I will go ahead and learn it. That was a one challenge. Another challenge was uh, the specifics of a customer support job itself. Mm -hmm. When you work as a customer support engineer, it is a very rare case when customers call you to tell you, you know, your software is great. I really love your software and <laughs> so on. <laughs> Usually they call <laughs> to tell you something negative about it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to express uh, their anger, something like that. And it was challenging to handle the customer emotions. So it really requires some additional training on the communication and on the way how you can manage different emotions and uh, different expectations. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, to overcome this uh, negativity in the conversations. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can imagine it can affect even your personal life, or like the whole day, maybe. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you do the whole day. Uh, you solve customer problems. Well, basically focusing on the solution instead of the problem can bring you forward. Uh, and uh, it is a very rewarding part of your day when you actually find a solution and say to your customer, oh, you know, I know what your problem is. I have a solution for you. Let's implement it. And everyone is happy in the end. Yeah, I think it's productive to put the focus on the solution because there is a human interaction and sometimes... It can be taken personally, and I think this takes a lot of work on yourself and also on the soft skills. Exactly, yes. It's not only hard skill, but also 
uh, soft skills, communication skills, emo emotional intelligence, and it is really important also to have it. And uh, yes, sometimes people really focus on programming, networking and stuff, but forget about the communication and the fact that people work with other people. <laughs> yeah, because you are interacting with the customer, you would be dealing with people, not only with computers. If you have the right people who are working with customers, it will uh, influence the success of the company. Yes, yes, that's true. That's true. I uh, totally agree. Though I would say it actually depends. Sometimes when you work with uh, your uh, computer as an instrument and you need to solve some uh, challenging technical problems, those uh, skills of emotional intelligence, uh, they are also really helpful because you need to stay motivated. You need to continue working on a tough thing. You need to be resilient. <laughs> you need to go get to your breakthrough. You're right. And yes, I would say um, uh, different jobs have different challenges, but all those combinations of hard and soft skills are required more or less everywhere. Yeah, you're right. That's true. And also like the way how uh, interacting with different teams. Exactly. When you are a software developer or when you are a systems administrator or when you are in any technical role, uh, in the end of the day, you work on a business problem to solve. It's always a business problem that is solved by uh, some technical methods. Yeah. I perceive the interaction with the code review, for example, between uh, developers. Like if something doesn't work, you will hear a comment about it. But if everything is good, it's rare to have like this appreciation. That's true. I totally agree here. Yes, uh, when you do a code review, you get some comments. You need to fix that. You need to fix that and prove that. But you rarely get comments. Awesome. I love this part of your code. <laughs> <laughs> we <Yeah>. should definitely <laughs> we should definitely implement practices to add such comments too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and this is also maybe when uh, the person gets used to receive comments only about the things that doesn't work, it becomes their part of working on the soft skill to say, okay, now let's look for the solution and keep working into the solution without taking it personally but sometimes like it is more difficult because you are doing the work and uh, the person who is telling you is also having the similar uh, position this is why i think uh, appreciation is important also <laughs> I totally agree here. Yes, I totally agree with you. Appreciation is uh, something that we definitely need to express uh, to our colleagues and to ourselves uh, too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then how did you progress? Yes, a role of a customer support engineer was really uh, challenging emotionally for me. And at some point I thought, okay, I would like to move on. And my next role was a role of a technical writer in the company 
developing software for telecommunication companies and uh, such software is called operation support systems and uh, this is a really difficult domain to work in so telecommunications in general is a very difficult domain because uh, it is a lot about networking building out those networks monitoring and maintaining those networks and uh, operation support systems are designed for solving those uh, tasks uh, for telecommunications providers and uh, that was uh, the next level of challenge for me of the technical challenge first of all and this is when i continued my private education journey but at some point i realized that I spent a lot of time at work. I worked full-time, but then in the evening, I am in some technical training. Mm. Or sometimes I did those technical trainings on the weekends, and I thought, okay, if I really want to continue my career in IT, I need to invest some time into getting this technical education. And I decided to go for my second academic degree, Mm -hmm. And I decided to get a degree in business informatics because I also saw this gap uh, when technical people talk to management and mm. when management talks to technical people and they speak, they just speak different languages. So, right. yeah, and I thought uh, maybe going to a university and getting a degree that involves both the business part and the computer science part will help me in my career. And when I was exploring different education opportunities, I decided to move to Germany to pursue my uh, second academic degree. And this is how I actually landed in Berlin. Yes, and I was studying at the Technical University of Berlin. While I was studying, in parallel to all of my studies, I continued working and I thought, okay, if it is my time for learning, I will use this time for trying out uh, different roles. And I worked in a systems administration role in a data center. Mm -hmm. That was uh, the virtualization department that was um, migrating all their virtualized infrastructure to a private cloud. And uh, this is how I started working with cloud computing. So basically uh, from building a private cloud and seeing all the internals of the cloud implementation. That was a really interesting experience that still gives me a lot of insight and still is really useful for me in my career. And after a while, I also wanted to try out how it is to work in a role that is related to software development. And I moved to another company where I worked in the role of quality assurance uh, engineer. And as part of this role, I was doing different kinds of testing. So I started with manual testing, then moved to test automation. And at some point, I moved to testing backends, uh, mainly so automating tests uh, for backends. And unexpectedly for me, I started doing DevOps tasks, which mm -hmm. was also a great <laughs> advancement in my career. <laughs> yes, wow. That was a pure 
coincidence as well because we had two DevOps engineers in our team and both of them took parental leave at the same time. Mm. So that's why our backend testing team took over DevOps tasks. (laughs) (laughs) That was a really fun experience and I learned a lot from this experience, a lot of infrastructure skills and a lot of really hot uh, topics were on my plate, like uh, working with containers, Kubernetes, building uh, CI/CD pipelines and stuff. Yes, so that was also a great contribution to my CV myself. Wow, that's really <laughs> impressive. I really like how you are also open about different opportunities to try things out and also to look at things in diff- from different perspective, like you can have your own company. <laughs> yes, so this is something I can describe as a generalist. So basically, I have really a lot of skills uh, from different areas. And this is what led me to choosing my next role, And this is what led me to choosing technical training uh, because Mm -hmm. I really have a lot of insights into different areas and I really have hands-on experience in those different areas. And this is something that a technical trainer needs in their day-to-day work because as a technical trainer, you can teach absolutely different domains uh, to absolutely different customer roles. And I find it a really interesting opportunity opportunity for myself basically to apply all the knowledge I have and to share this knowledge to contribute to skill development of other people. That's amazing. And also you have uh, the skills of presenting things. It, it started like from the very beginning. You were a teacher and you also interpreter, right? Exactly, exactly. So basically a role of a technical trainer combines all of the degrees that I have, all of the yeah. experience that I have that I gathered previously. And it is also a rare combination when a person has really education in teaching and a technical education and I have both of that Uh, so I decided technical training is something that I really want to dedicate myself to because I have this combination of uh, skills and I should definitely contribute to developing this uh, area. That's really amazing. Uh, You have an inspiring journey. Thank you so much. And which kind of challenge that you face when you have your trainings? Uh, When you work as a technical trainer, you also work with different people. And a very typical situation is that you have people with completely different backgrounds in your training and you need to somehow make it interesting for everyone. What I mean is uh, uh, you have a complete beginners and advanced people in the same group and mm-hmm. you need to present the same material so that it is interesting for everyone and I need to find uh, different ways uh, to do that so that complete beginners understand all the topics and the advanced um, learners don't get bored with all of those topics. And this is 
quite a challenge, but I implement some different uh, tricks uh, to make it interesting for everyone. And also, like, empathy is a skill. And I think through your experiences, it has been developed and it would make you a great trainer for people that you can understand and try to put yourself in their uh, shoes. That's true, you are right. Uh, having those uh, different experiences, being exposed uh, to different uh, people, to different cultures, uh, going through different jobs, working in different environments, has given me a lot of uh, different examples of how uh, you can deal with different people. And uh, this is something that I uh, use in my day-to-day -day work nowadays. And this also brings this feelings of motivation to keep doing it and to have an impact That's right. on others. That's right. Yes, uh, impact is a great motivator for me because being a technical trainer, I really um, perform the task of uh, sharing the knowledge so that people can use this knowledge to advance their own uh, careers. And uh, actually, currently, I work as a technical trainer running a reskilling program for career changers coming from non-technical backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And uh, those career changers are currently unemployed. So basically, my task is to give them uh, those uh, skills so that they could uh, transition uh, their careers and get those skills that are high in demand and get those uh, jobs uh, that are available on the job market. And and I think the fact that I transitioned my career myself uh, gives me also a unique perspective and uh, gives me the possibility to provide the support and guidance to my uh, trainees, to the program participants, and also to be a role model for them. I, I really find it fulfilling to share my skills, my experiences, my knowledge of the industry. And I really love the social impact of my current job. Wow, you are really an amazing person. <laughs> and I can you. see how much you have a clear purpose and you are making an impact on others. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm really happy to hear that from you. <laughs> And uh, other than uh, your current job, do you have like some other activities? I remember you mentioned about a meetup. Exactly. So I currently support the organization of the AWS Women's User Group in Berlin. And this is also an activity that is really fulfilling for me and that I find is really important for bringing more women into technology and bringing more women into cloud computing. So the AWS Women's User Group in Berlin is the first AWS women's user group in the whole EMEA region. And the opportunity to support the organization of meetups for this user group is a really great opportunity for me. And I am also really grateful to Sana, the founder of the user group, for connecting with me and 
for offering me this opportunity. And the goal of the user group is to provide a safe space uh, for women uh, to share their knowledge, to share their experiences. So it should be space for sharing technical skills, for gaining technical skills, but also it should be space for empowering women pursuing their cloud careers. So I found the idea of organizing such user groups and running meetups uh, for this user group a really great idea, and I am really happy to support this initiative. Yeah, that's really a great initiative. Uh, are there uh, events for uh, different talks there or it is a trainings or how is it? Mm -hmm. So the AWS uh, Women's User Group in Berlin was launched in September last year. And the first event was focused on uh, networking and it was uh, quite an interactive event where we um, uh, provided the opportunity for different women working in the cloud industry to connect with each other, to share their experiences and uh, to share the topics uh, that they would like to discuss uh, further during such events. We also had another event in November. And it was focused on technical talks, like uh, the um, uh, typical meetup standard. Our next event will be in the beginning of March, and it will be an event with the topic of uh, community building and empowerment. So we are inviting some speakers to talk uh, about uh, these particular topics, about women empowerment, uh, supporting women working in the tech industry, and uh, building communities and the importance of communities in our careers. So uh, basically, it will be focused on the those topics and we will have an expanded networking part in this event and we are really happy to welcome different speakers with their talks so anyone who has ideas uh, to share with other women they can be technical ideas uh, they can be uh, uh, career advice ideas and anything is really appreciated. We would also like uh, to run our different events uh, with uh, training formats. So we will have a combination and mix of different topics and uh, different event formats um, run in this user group. That's really cool. And uh, I will put uh, in the description of the episode the link to this meetup for people who are interested. And for the attendees, is it okay that men would be part of it or it is only uh, women? We decided that uh, we would like to have a women and Flinta only uh, events. Mm -hmm. So uh, we welcome women and everyone who identifies as a woman mm -hmm. uh, in our events. Great. This kind of uh, meetups or communities is really helpful because for many years, the world managed to make it as a stereotype that tech is for men. And this is what makes many women get one step back from uh, this field. But uh, we need this kind of organizations to show that we are on the right place and there is 
a safe environment and we empower each other and when we go outside with everyone else we know that it is our place even if it happens that just only one woman in the team it it doesn't mean that there is something wrong it means that we belong there and we have a value to bring in the team and we know that there are other women are working on this field I totally agree with you and with all of your points and it is really challenging to be a minority to be a representative of a minority working in a specific field uh, that is dominated by another majority right and as a women in tech we have uh, really specific challenges that we need to overcome when building our careers and it is very important uh, to talk about those challenges to validate our experiences to share those experiences with each other because pretty much every one of us encounters uh, similar challenges and when we share those challenges with each other when we discuss them we can find solutions and we can support each other and uh, in this way we can progress in our careers keeping our self esteem <laughs> validating our experiences as well yes normalizing our experiences and getting to a better future when we stop being an underrepresented minority yeah the, yeah and also to actively contribute on uh, different technical projects and become leaders and at one point in the future it becomes balanced tech field is for everyone it's also a field where women should share their ideas and there is also a problem maybe cult cultural problem or stereotype problem that many guys get offended if a woman gives an input or give ideas or solutions they get used that men solve problems and it exposes many different problems in the company or in different cultures but having a community that helps you to stand up for yourself and it doesn't because if everyone is having the same mentality it make it might make the person think that they are the wrong but if they have a community it empowers them and it helps them to stand up for themselves and to keep going despite these challenges yeah. there are a lot of biases and stereotypes and issues uh, to overcome exactly the goal of the women's user group uh, is uh, to contribute to solving the problems that we currently have and uh, to be a space uh, for discussing them Yeah. Right. I I hope for the better future for every one of us who have difficult experiences being a minority, and I also do my best uh, to contribute to making it happen for everyone in the future. Yes, I can see how much you are working to do an impact on other people's life. I really see that you are an inspiring person. <laughs> and uh, i'm happy that i got the chance to know you and to talk to you thank you so much and i'm really happy uh, to have this chat with you to have this conversation with you and uh, thank you very much uh, for your invitation i'm really humbled uh, to be your guest
Thank you for your time. And it was my pleasure to have this amazing conversation with you. Have a nice day. Thank you. Have a great day too. I'm looking forward to our next episode with a new guest and new inspiring story. Until then, stay safe and stay tuned to our next episode. Tic Tac, tackle the inspiration.